welcome back to It Was Murder, the, no- <laughs> the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the virgin sacrifice, Joe Garber. Because it's the last episode of Chain Reaction Spooky Edition, Spooky Edition. Part 1. Yeah. Uh, of many, I'm sure. <laughs> and tonight... It Was we- Murder. Chain reaction, spooky, spooky edition, edition, part, part one. one. <laughs> Jesus. Of many, in parenthes- parenthetical, of many. <laughs> Subtitles galore. Um, we, wait, who did we follow here? We just followed um, a dead person that, like, talked to you. Oh, cool. Uh, so we followed oh. Oh, yeah. a talking corpse <laughs> to um, an American werewolf in London, 1981's An American Werewolf in London, directed by John Landis. Yay. Uh, starring David Naughton, Griffin Dunn, Jenny Agater, and a bunch of British people. <laughs> <laughs> quite a, British quite people. a few of them. Quite yes. a few. So a surprising amount <laughs> of British people <laughs> for a movie set in London. Um, can I Can I tell you guys what happened in it in 60 seconds oh yes. how i wish you would and then i will mm. yes you will yay <laughs> well done the opposite of what my I thought. goodness <laughs> what is happening in two seconds my head's gonna explode like in scanners <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't scan her yet <laughs> wait till the end of the episode yes okay <laughs> I know, save the money shot for the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. An American werewolf in London. Two young American men are in the back of a sheep truck and they get dropped off in the middle of northern <laughs> England and they walk forever to a bar called the Slaughtered Lamb that has a pentagram uh, scratched on the wall and everyone is really mean to them and then they send them out into the woods and say, don't, don't go off the road so they go off the road and then they get attacked by a giant wolf who gets shot by the townspeople and then it turns into a man uh griffin dunn dies in this attack david naughton does not he ends up in london with hot jenny agator as his nurse um and he starts having these nightmares that are awesome and griffin dunn starts talking to him as a corpse saying you're a werewolf now and you're gonna i i I walk around in limbo unless you die and you're gonna kill people and he says no i'm not and then he turns into a werewolf and kills a bunch of people and then he's really upset about it and jenny agatha is like what that's crazy and then the other doctor is like that's totally true let's go find him and then the cops shoot him and he dies and then the credits roll over a (laughs) corny version of blue moon wow nice job you got there. You got it all. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that, that, that actually, there is nothing else to say. Yeah, we pretty much that covered was the whole it. movie. Yeah. I mean, can it be the one time that we're like, okay, forget it. Yeah, we're done. Um, okay, I will go now. I am a little bit sick. And I'm going to try not to make a bunch of weird noises into the microphone as we go. I hope my voice isn't too late. Crazy. An American werewolf in London. Two jerky jocks are traveling across (laughs) northern England and walking around the fields for some reason. I guess they're hitchhiking and there's no cars anywhere. It's just big open moors. They go into a creepy bar. There's a bunch of people who seem to know that there's a monster around. They get attacked and one of them gets killed by a monster. The other one wakes up in a hospital. He starts having nightmares. His friend shows up as a ghost and he tells him that he's the last vampire and for all his victims to stop walking around on the earth, they, he has to kill himself. 
So that night he turned, or the next night or two nights later, I can't remember, he turns into a werewolf and the transformation scene is fucking incredible. And then he goes on a killing rampage and kills a bunch of hoity-toity English people. <laughs> and then they all <laughs> come to a porn theater to tell him, hey, you got to kill yourself. Otherwise, we're going to have to walk the earth forever. And if you make any more of us, well, then that person's going to have to kill themselves too. And he turns a werewolf into porn theater and everyone thinks he's jacking off. He jumps, bursts through the door, runs down an alley. The cops have him surrounded. It's a dead end. And his nurse girlfriend walks up and he tries to attack her and they shoot him and he dies in the end. Woo. Dang. This is, well, I'll, I'll, I'll hold comment until Ellen has completed her. Oh, thanks. Her contractually her contractual obligated. <laughs> As a star on this podcast. You won't see a red cent until you do this. <laughs> Good thing I don't have to be a star, baby, to be in your show. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Truly what to add. Um, okay. An American Wolf in London. So Jack and David are on a trip that is going to end up in Rome, I think, because Jack talks about that excessively in between all of them talking about some girls they want to do it with. And so um, it's David's idea to go hiking in the moors and the moors are spectacular. I don't blame David, except that apparently also in the moors um, it is going to get, it's going to get spooky. So they go to uh, a village pub and everyone there, there's a big pentagram on the thing. And we all know what that means. (laughs) Werewolf city. So um, anyways, they get attacked. Jack gets killed. David um, is transported to london and then he starts having these dreams where he's running through the woods and it's amazing and except that then he eats a deer and so then jack comes and um he's dead and rotten and then he keeps coming back to give david messages and then there's a nurse that he has a romance with and then inevitably like all uh wolfmen he can't control the urges and they shoot him yes yes he goes to attack her uh. I, oh, you know, John Landis, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> speechless. He, there's so many elements of this film in particular. There's so many things that I really love. Like there's so many things to love in this film Yes, for everyone. But for me, like there's a, lo- a lot to love and this viewing in particular, it was really tempered for me by being really conscious of the elements that John Landis frequently pulls in that I am so, 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 so not into and so on and uncomfortable with. And I didn't. Doesn't. You and Dr. Pepper. Oh, David Naughton. Dude. Yeah, you know, what, anyways. What but, are those but, things? Yeah, I, I'm curious what those things are, specifically. It's, it's, of course, like the gratuitous nudity, like the crass, uh, like, endless, like, sex jokes. And the this time for me, it's like, sometimes it's like every other time I laugh like a hyena at the scene with all the car wrecks when he comes he escapes from the theater and then there's just the most grotesque absolutely one billion percent gratuitously just repulsive um violence that happens 
as a million cars crash and people get smashed and torn up and crunched and all of the things. And now I feel weird that there's been times when I've just laughed at that, but I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe I'm just like crossing a threshold that into um, insanity because this time I didn't laugh at it. This time I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I ever even have looked at this even one time. Wow, I for- really? I forgot about that scene entirely. I found it like shocking this time. I did time. too. I, f- I found a lot of things in this movie shocking in yes. a way that I hadn't before. Um, I, of course, saw this movie when I was a very small child mm. and oh, I yeah. loved it. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And it never felt like a comedy to me. Oh. And then, this time? No, no. Like when I was in my 20s, it, I realized like, oh, it's a comedy. Like this is a funny movie. Um, it's a very dark horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of the first. And uh, I hadn't seen it. It's probably been 10, 15 years since I've seen it. So this viewing was interesting. Yeah. Like I I loved it. I I still love this movie. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's a real achievement mm-hmm. um on all counts. Like yeah. I think everyone really like I always say, like everyone showed up to work. Uh Griffin Dunn. Oh, yeah. Griffin Dunn is so amazing. Like I'm having this Griffin Dunnaissance. <laughs> uh I I just adore having him. It? Yeah. <laughs> I hasn't has been. How long does something go on before we just consider it to be a constant? It's well, it it's it is. I I, I just hadn't thought about Griffin Dunn for a long time. And now mm. I'm now he is now uh forefront of the mind for me. Yeah. And his performances are I always love him. Yeah, I I super love him. He's the friend, right? Yeah, he's Jack. He's the one that gets killed. Yeah. Um his death is so horrifying. Yeah. It's and then his corpse specifically, like when (laughs) Oh my god. Not not when he's up and around, like when when he's laying on the moors, yeah, all bloody and like lifeless. It's so disturbing. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, I saw this when I was a kid too, and it fucking terrified me. And mm. there was, even though these scenes are kind of funny now, the scene when his friend comes back for him, mm. the way he looks and the way he acts are sort of disparate because mm-hmm. he's acting kind of in a comedic way. But the way he looks is so fucking scary yeah. that that scared me more than if he had like run at him like a ghost and been like, trying to act scary yeah just the way he is smiling and laughing and getting really close to him and kind of is like frustrated with him but in a friend way is so terrifying and i still found that kind of really unsettling and obviously the scene with the uh nazi mask wearing people that is i think that's hands down the the most actually terrifying scene in the movie (laughs) it's so horrible i think it's shocking and it it's so non sequitur in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It also it also says so much. It's such a weird like Here's a way to explain the background of this character in 2 minutes in a way that you're 100% going to understand and yeah. And, and then we're not really going to talk about it ever again. What I love about it, watching it this time too. So what I, a big part of what I love about this movie is that he doesn't have really any contact with his family except for one phone call. There's no like sappy family, yeah. sad, <laughs> long scenes, which would normally happen. Like his parents 
don't even come to London when he's like no Frank Oz just says like your parents are yeah your parents know you're okay they're yeah they're fine (laughs) everything's fine your friend died but like nobody comes to pick him up in London which I think is great he's like all by himself I I hate like any other movie it would have been these like really long scenes with the parents like really worried or whatever because it's added like emotional bullshit. But uh, the scene where like all those Nazi people come in is the whatever werewolf virus that's taking him, shredding him away from his family and like destroying everything innocent inside of him, Mm -hmm. which is such a cool way to do that, to show that it was a dream, which when, you know, watching this as a kid is so fucking scary because it's such a non sequitur the rest of the movie too. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? And it comes back. Like there's, it, there's the dream of yeah. the household. Yeah. And then there's the, there's the, the fake out of him mm-hmm. waking up and yeah. Jenny Agatha saying like, Oh, I have just a thing to fix that. And then mm-hmm. the guy coming in to kill her. Yeah. And the noise that they make uh, is so horrifying. It's shrieking. There's some amazing sound design in this movie. Yeah. The werewolf's oh. howl is so beautiful and haunting. Oh, yeah. It's so layered and strange. It's yes. so wonderful because it is like human and animal at once. Yeah. The score is brilliant. And they invented the Oscar for makeup for this movie. Oh, yeah. Rick Baker. Rick Baker. Did the makeup and he won the first Oscar for makeup in a movie for, because of this movie, which is well-deserved. Yeah. For me, the, like I said, there's so, there's so many things that I love about this film. And I feel like it has had, um, a significant impact on me, Uh um, which seems like a weird thing to say. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, so this time it felt like, some of the things were very land to see. And as I've talked about how, like, I just sometimes just like things are not tickling my funny bone in any way. Yeah. And so this film is kind of, <laughs> kind of that film, even though I've laughed at the crazy um, accident thing, but I really like the more I think about it, the more I think it's just like at that point, I'm so wound up Yeah. that it's just so over yeah. the top and insane and grotesque and unnecessary and delightful and awful it's really unnecessary Um, (laughs) it is super unnecessary but the thing the movie didn't really scare me as much when i saw it like way back when Uh, i'll say it 1981 uh um it didn't it's a scary movie it's a horror movie yeah legit but griffin dunn coming back like slowly rotting and just coming, just sitting there in this droll, crazy way. Like, there's just something so incredible about that. But yeah. I really think it's one of the first times that uh, a film asked me to open my mind to something like that outside of the context of actual, like, fantasy, fantasy, or I'll say it, an American movie had not challenged me in that way mm-hmm. um at that time and so i i yeah i just love it but the, also it's just hilarious to just watch the friend sort of rot yes it doesn't it's, it's really like funny. i could see where it'd be scary joe like there's yeah, yeah i mean can you imagine somebody that you really cared about and then all the guilt and all the stuff but but yeah just this time i really focused on how 
uh, Griffin Dunn's dialogue is just so at odds with the experience of hallucinating your rotting friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, those are all obvious observations about the film, but I guess I just really when you had say, a lot of feels about it this time. Like it challenges you to, op- you to open your mind to a character, to that, like a dead character being brought back to life, you mean? Or what, what do you mean? To just to the larger um, possibility <clears throat> of telling a story in a different way. Yeah. Yes. Um, and just to ex- to accept certain kinds of realities. Uh-huh. I'm sure I saw films that that challenged me in that way. But seeing this one again, like this week, I was just really struck by that. And I really think if it wasn't the first time that something really like cracked it open for me, I, yeah. I definitely have that sense memory of it. This viewing in particular, like this, the, the dreams, the, yeah. you know, these are, these are all things that happen, but I think it's just, there's so much stuffed into the storyline in this film, but the dream yeah. sequences. Unbelievable. Oh uh, yeah. As when I saw this movie, like the first time the dream sequences just, thrilled me like i don't remember so much as being frightened by them but just being like enthralled uh-huh like it just really like makes my adrenaline spike every time <laughs> he's having the dream sequence it's so oh yeah it's it's a uh. special combination of elements um particularly the running through the woods dreams yeah mm-hmm. the hunt dreams mm-hmm. um because the score is so wonderful oh yeah it's like that dark yet wondrous uh like if it's sad and it's exciting and it's Mm -hmm. dark it's it's scary Mm -hmm. like that's what scary is (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and i that coupled with like this nude man (laughs) yeah running through this beautiful this beautiful forest Uh um and then eventually ending in blood it's it's just a magic combination of things, <laughs> and then <laughs> to make a yeah. uh, little Eric Blood <laughs> uh, love love life, naked man, formative, yeah, beautiful formative shots of a moments. naked man. It really the they they really do David Naughton of of they do him well in this yeah. movie. Uh, the the movie that kept springing to or the, not movie necessarily, but yes, the movie that kept springing to mind this viewing <laughs> was A Christmas Carol. Uh, because that oh. is a story of a ghost, uh, You'll a, dead, be visited. a yeah. dead friend giving you a warning. Um, and that just kept coming up. Like every time Griffin Dunn would show up, I was like, he's Jacob Marley. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other thing, this is the first time I ever considered. It's obviously not the case. Like there, he is a werewolf. There is this, everything being said is real within the confines of this film. Uh-huh. This is the first time I ever watched it. And considered, this is just survivor's guilt. Oh, yeah. And it really plays well for a while of being like, he's just like, this is, this is what guilt does. This and is what survivor's yeah. guilt will do to and someone. And you lash out at rich English people <laughs> when you have survivor's well, it's, guilt. Well, that's when it ends. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. when, that's when it's suddenly like, no, never mind. He's, movie, a, he's a monster. The film I kept thinking about, weirdly, I feel like he was really inspired by this, was Donnie Darko. Mm. He, the, the, the theater yeah. scene, 
when Donnie and the rabbit go to the theater and like yeah. takes his mask off and it's yeah I thought that was like really really tonally similar this is such a creepy weird vibe totally and, like, and it, it also it also plays into the, like the guilt the, yeah. the guilt element and it's like a character dealing with inner demons the whole movie I, I feel like he was really inspired by this movie to make Donnie Darko oh I 100% agree with that. but the other thing that I've realized this viewing that I love so much about this movie is that there's the he is the villain which is how a werewolf movie should be and there were these characters that could have easily become villains like the doctor that that mean detective where they could have been more like <laughs> archetypal <laughs> dumb villains that are like the outside you know like oh we have to put them in like whatever i don't know what you would have done what any traditional movie would have done but it's not like that they're all sort of trying to help him the entire time and he's the villain obviously he's the wh- fucking werewolf and there really is no outcome other than what happened in this movie that can that it can end satisfyingly you know it and so i love that about this movie too is that he is the villain and the protagonist at the same time mm-hmm. and i feel like a, a lazier way to write this would have had like the doctor be the villain and then they have to like end up he's like the the head werewolf that you have to kill you know like yeah, that's yeah. that thing he's the king werewolf and if i kill him i get to become human again to but try to give it an optimistic like hollywood ending it is the didn't. this is the this is the unique thing about a werewolf movie is that the right. the protagonist is the is the villain. The protagonist and killer. the antagonist are one are one. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and it's it's the exploration of that within that character that makes werewolf movies interesting. Like if they are interesting. Yeah. It's and and this it's like they kind of I think they do a good job of like introducing the internal uh, the internal struggles and the internal battle that that David is going through, um, yeah. but it's not like heavy-handed uh-uh. <laughs> French. It's not French. It's it's American. <laughs> it's very American. It's just like no, no, no. There's he fucks and and there's uh-huh. a lot of blood, and uh-huh. then there's a huge car crash. There's the most intense climax of a movie ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then totally. it just ends. It's like <laughs> it's one the of the most abrupt endings ever, and it's yeah. so. It's I love the way that it ends. I too. do too. It's yeah. so funny and sad and perfect. It's fucked up because, like, really, at that point, what what left? What is there left to do? Yeah, like it's the end of the line. Yeah. Yep. The aftermath is irrelevant. Totally. Uh huh. Um. Even like even a moment of aftermath is is pointless right Mm -hmm. but it's also just yeah it's the way that it just peaks and that's the end Mm -hmm. right but i don't know i've talked i feel like i've talked at length about my feelings and thoughts about um werewolves in film in particular and (laughs) my deep love for larry talbot from Mm -hmm. the wolfman lon chaney jr wolfman and so i have to say it the crazy villagers poem. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, and because I want to talk about the village villagers, I almost said the village, the village people. people. Village people. <laughs> I, I mean, I do always want to talk about the village people. I want to talk about not the all people. of them, but most of them. But I want to talk about the the uh, moment with the villagers that really strikes me every time. But right, so it's even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night. May become a wolf when the wolf's bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. 
So the moment in The Slaughtered Lamb that I find really amazing is when the barmaid um, starts to cry mm-hmm. when oh, yeah. she's you can't let them like, go yeah uh-huh. and it's just you go through so many uh it's such a roller coaster with the villagers and also the way that you're supposed to feel about the villagers you're asked to change that like so rapidly yes. it's like like flipping through like zzz, the pages yep. of a book right it just moves so quickly yeah and then everyone knows what's going to happen when they go outside. But what I like is also is that they're just straight up walking off the road. Like there's I just know. not even that moment where they're like, let's go over there <laughs> yeah. or some other dumb thing like that. They're just trompity tromp tromp. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> the, the one Zero thing they ships. said is like stay on the road oh, and watch out for the moon, which is like how are you supposed to watch Do out Beware the moon, yeah. Yeah, beware the moon. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you would know if it was a full moon or not. I just... Yeah, that's that's still it's of course again, uh if they stay if they stick to the road, no movie. Um but right. the like this, <laughs> yeah, right. watching it last time, like as soon as it starts raining, for whatever reason, they just immediately make <laughs> yeah. a hard left. They take like a hard to left go right. into like to start walking on fucking grass. And I'm like, Are you so stupid? Yeah. Are you so stupid? Yeah. The, While they're singing Santologia. <laughs> <laughs> Those, the shots before this in the daytime when they get off the truck of the moors are like seared into my memory. Those beautiful shots. It's like so perfect. And then it, at night you don't see them, but it's established that that's where they are. So that's also extra creepy. Yeah. Because they've established there's nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. You are just in a big open field, basically. And the way they do this werewolf attack with the sound and like he's like they they turn to go away and then he's in front of them. Oh, my God. That's so well done and so scary. The way they react to uh, is so real. Like it seems real true. It's very true. Yeah. Griffin Dunn is like acting his ass off of fear. It's uh, it's so effective. Mm hmm. And then it's so it's so satisfying and sad when when he gets attacked by the wolf and like violently ripped apart. Yeah. With the with the uh feathers from his vest flying oh. around, which oh, is yeah. such a great like touch. Puffy yeah. Coats all wearing. of the all of the death scenes, the attack scenes in this film are so intense. Yeah. Um there's been times when I've watched this and just not been able to look mm. when they get attacked on the moors, which sounds crazy, but it's like, but I've seen it before. Okay. But, <laughs> but it's just, but then you just listen to it. And again, like the sound is so, yeah, you can't close your ears. A, a part of that terror. Oh, wow. And then like when he, they, townspeople come, the village people come and shoot <laughs> the werewolf. And then he, the last thing he sees is this dead, old strange naked man next to him which is another level of just weird creepiness i didn't i definitely did not understand what that was when i was a kid oh, i was like why oh. did why did his friend turn into an old man i didn't there's I did not get what they, oh, were after they do that. this smart thing where david naughton kind of has this like very pleasant oh. blissful look on his face oh when he after he's been attacked like he's just laying on the ground and he looks over uh-huh. at his friend who's torn torn to pieces uh-huh. and then he slowly looks over and sees the naked man bleeding who's who's staring at him. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. creepy. And 
than the the than the village people <laughs> uh, cr- crowded <laughs> yeah. over the top of him. It's a really beautiful. This movie is beautiful. Like it's it's just so well done. Yeah. Yeah, that scene in particular is just so perfect. Yeah. It just pulls you right into everything that else that you're about to experience, right? Mm. Just the Ah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm very incoherent tonight. No, it's but fine. This movie Sometimes if I just really love it, I just can't even speak. Also, the uh, well, let's just talk about the male nudity. Let's get it out of the way because it is on in a whole other level. It is cr- wild how much male nudity there is in this when they really didn't need to sometimes. It's... I don't know. That's, I, I mean, there, werewolf, <laughs> I think nudity and it's werewolf is always a man. I uh-huh. I've I've seen very few except for the howling like uh mm-hmm. female werewolf movies. What about American Werewolf in Paris? I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, I've God. never seen it. I don't I don't plan on it. Um <laughs> Lovey Julie Delphi <laughs> don't care about American Werewolf in Paris. Uh it's always a man. Yeah. Once a transformation occurs, your clothes are go your clothes that go away. Well, sometimes. They do. Like you never see a werewolf wearing a, a cute cardigan. The wolf like, man. It's- <laughs> <laughs> wears jeans <laughs> and a ripped, isn't it ripped oh plaid? ripped jeans <laughs> that's true yeah that's true there is <laughs> hilarious hilariously but no that's like the that that all tracks to me the nudity yeah. makes sense to me uh-huh. but uh the the pervasiveness of the nudity in this movie god bless it yeah is is amazing uh, it, I almost thought to myself, like, is this, are we watching the uncut version of this right. or something? Because I don't remember. And how could I, of all people, not remember? <laughs> I know. Well, it's most, like mostly terrifying and weird. But it's weird. More played for humor. The, oh, God, the fucking zoo. We'll talk about the zoo scene separately. But there's just also, like, on top of being transforming into a wolf where all his clothes rip off or having these dreams where he's running mm-hmm. naked through the woods or waking up after he's been a werewolf, there's a scene where he goes to the bathroom in the night yeah, and he's totally naked. And then his friend comes and he starts talking to him and he just stays naked with just a pillow on the couch, which that def they could have definitely put clothes on him if they wanted to in the scene. So I was wondering if there's like, what about this care, like actor or movie or whatever? I'm just so curious about like I why mean, those choices were made I to make him seem more vulnerable, I guess it's really funny to me. Or because he's fucking beautiful. Like maybe he just looks really good and he was totally comfortable being naked. Yeah, and, seems like. and John Landis is like, you're cool with this? And he was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, ha- let's have, add a few more scenes. Ha- have you considered that um, it's meant to express that he's becoming more and Animal. more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that was, that's my perception of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also thinking about, it's like once you make, once you have some nudity in it, you should just, as a director, you're going to go for broke, right? Yeah. yeah. It's um, impressive, though, it's, that yeah. it's male. It's impressive that he is the one. Yeah. And that it's not Jenny Agutter and it's not, like, random. Like, he doesn't kill sex workers. Right. Um. There's one woman in the porno, which is really, the porno is so funny. <laughs> Right. He's like, I warned you not to do this. I warned you not to do this again. Yeah. She's like, I've never seen you in my life. And he's like, Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. And then walks out. 
That's, that is the, what the fuck? That is the most Kentucky Fried movie ass yeah. thing. <laughs> no, I love it. And then so isn't there much. a scene where she gets a phone call later and she's yes. like, oh, you have the wrong number. Yes. And then hangs the phone up and it's just a bunch of scenes of like mistakes. Right. The funniest a, porno a total, ever. A total send up. Yes. What was it? What were the the posters too? It was yeah. Like a, it was a nonstop orgy. <laughs> uh, Wednesday night. I think it's Wednesday See you next Wednesday. Orgy. Uh yeah, see, see you next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Is on the marquee, right? Yeah, and it's in the subway when the guys is getting chased oh, through yeah. the subway. There's huge ads for it. Oh my god, the subway, subway scene. scene, amazing! I had forgotten about oh. that too. The when he's the on the shot, escalator, the shot that is an iconic, yeah, shot when he is, yeah, we're, we're looking down yes. to the bottom of the escalator while he he has stumbled and he's lying there, and we see the. We see David come so crazy. It's so good. Really good. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what this poster it says Birds of Love, a nonstop orgy. See you next Wednesday. X. And there's, a little, there's a little thing. It says two English somethings on the loose in London. English players. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's amazing. That maze that shit is us, so funny. Of the subway of the tube station two is just really, really good and oh i love the i love classic classic horror i mean yeah right the growling the wide angle lens chase Mm -hmm. i love a chase like like a particularly if i see someone running if someone is running towards the camera and looking behind them and we don't see what's chasing them that freaks me the fuck out yeah it's really (laughs) funny because they they didn't uh I, I was watching a behind the scenes with rick baker the makeup visual effects person and he King wanted rick. he wanted to make the werewolf bipedal mm-hmm. and the and john landis wanted it to be on all fours mm-hmm. and so they did like a wheelbarrow thing so that's why you never see the back of the wolf like the legs are just like little puppety things that don't look great <laughs> so i think that's probably why they sort of hit it during the subway chase because he's really oh, but it's so smart it, like in full light mm-hmm. like that i think it would look really cheesy but the way they do show it is from way up and then you're looking down on the platform and it starts to walk out and then they cut and that's it is way scarier that way it's, it's like it's great. very effective yeah it's so good there uh, are absolutely times that i've been on the super crazy steep escalators uh, <laughs> yes. in london and thought of that there yeah. i mean because there is something both mundane and ominous about when there's only like one or two or nobody else on the platform with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's a creepy yeah. vibe. Speaking of while we're on Rick Baker, um, the, the transformation scene, the, oh the, my God. the super uber famous transformation scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I read this little bit of trivia that Rick Baker was really upset with John Landis for using the shot, the entire four seconds of the shot of his face, oh yeah, pushing out into a canine uh, skeletal structure, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. that has always been the moment to me. Oh yeah, like it has always been. That's the thing. That's the one thing that made that transformation. I mean, I love the foot. I love the foot. I love that foot so um, much. The yeah. hand is cool, but the hand always bugged me because I'm a fan of symmetry. And it's like, why did one hand do it and the other one didn't? <laughs> um, but the face, when the the snout 
pushes its way out and there are these little pops in the mo in the motion of it Ugh. it you feel it like, like you feel it in you. your body yeah. when that happens and that's apparently the shot that rick baker was like don't show them that like i built this so that you could Quick see moments of it oh <laughs> mm -hmm. he showed the whole thing yeah that's funny but apparently opening night uh or at some screening maybe a oh, test yeah. screening rick yeah. baker was present uh -huh. and when that happened the audience applauded yeah they stood up and cheered yeah so good on you john landis yeah <laughs> it looks great good on you he said to do that they used you know like the standard silicone rubber but they mixed so much I don't know what the chemicals are, but they mix so much of this like goop in to make it more stretchy mm. that it basically lasted for a little while and then just became a puddle of goop because they yeah. had to, <laughs> that's how stretchy they had to make it to make that. And it looks incredible. It looks I, like I don't understand why you see so much visual effects that just looks like silicone. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's because he, whatever he did with it, he textured it correctly. The hand stretching out, the feet stretching out looks so much like skin stretching and you can really feel it. And I There's, don't know what there they was did. a lot of detail, like a lot of attention paid to like the hair and, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. just little, little things that other yeah. people wouldn't necessarily pay that much attention to. Yeah. I think the part that I love the most isn't, the incredible like stretching and like <laughs> the pulling you know, the the skeleton uh shifting and transforming it's the hair on his arms there's yeah, just that yeah. moment where it just starts twitching mm -hmm. as it's like preparing for like the fur to burst through and it's just yeah. this weird forearm of like yeah. like just the creepy Little arm Ugh. hairs that just seem like they're in conversation or something. It's so, <laughs> so gross. Really and amazing. Just to spend so much time on this is so amazing. What a great thing to show in, in such a visceral way like that. This They didn't, a lot of, you know, they would do some visual effects and like be like, yeah, he transforms. But the way they focused on it in this is insane. It feels it's, like such a lost thing. Yeah, totally. Like, I just can't imagine... A movie being made today, unless it was, you know, an auteur who was who was spending like like if it's if Sam Raimi was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this now because yeah. I made all this Doctor Strange money. Yeah. Uh, Like if he decided he was going to spend the majority of his budget on special effects, uh -huh. on practical effects, uh -huh. like then I could buy it that this would happen again. Yeah. But when are we ever going to see something like this again? Well. It's funny because Rick Baker worked on the 2010 Wolfman yeah. remake, and you get so you get to see another transformation done by him, and it definitely just does, <coughs> does not have the same heft. No, and I think part of it is like how well lit that room is. Mm -hmm. It's like they're not hiding anything in shadow, and in this one, there's a lot of more like digital stuff going on. You can tell. But... Yeah, there's a lot of CG assistance. Yeah, that... yeah. So it's I didn't cool. See... But... I didn't see the the 2010 Wolfman. I, watched I don't know theater. why. I just couldn't do it. I remember there's these dream sequences, like in American Werewolf in London, these dream sequences where they repeatedly wake up from a nightmare. And I think they do that to just an insane level where it's yeah. just like, <laughs> all right, like a sequence of nightmares that you keep waking up into that I, we, my friend and I were kind of laughing at it. It's just kind of silly after a while. But I, that's all I remember from that movie. Uh, I've, I barely remember it at all. One of the 
things about the transformation scene that strikes me always is just that, of course, in the context of special effects, in the context of movie making, in the context of storytelling, all, all of those things are amazing and noted. But for me, it's really about giving us the understanding that he that is not David anymore. Yeah. yeah you know, totally. just the the loss of control that you feel like it's really communicated, even though it's like the effects are so incredible that it is like you're really focusing on on what's happening because it's so well done. But at yeah. the same time, like the overall thing, I mean just like the there's just yeah. It's the lingering that does imbue us with that absolute sense of horror at losing control, just the complete deformity that's occurring. And it just tells us in so many ways that it's like, that's not David anymore. Like this is, and then he goes out and murders six people (laughs) in just the most insane way. And the build, the buildup to the transformation, like him, him being bored out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm hot. Ah, yeah. yeah. Like this, it's such an, it's such an amazing kind of like it, it puts the viewer in his position in this really interesting way where first he's locked out of the apartment. So mm-hmm. there's anxiety. Then he gets in and it's boredom. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly introduce like sweat and mm-hmm. <laughs> It's and like his constant going to the fridge and he's like, I'm not hungry, which doesn't make any sense. But uh, (laughs) it's the all of those elements like building and building and building and then uh, climaxing with this unbelievable transformation. It's so clever. It's so clever. And by the way, this movie is just over 90 minutes. It is a perfect <laughs> like hey, right. it's what it's a, movie length. What a genius. The <clears throat> I don't know why I'm so I'm just like Ugh. I don't have like I don't have a cold like Joe. I have no excuse um <laughs> about being tongue-tied about American War from London, but uh I just have to say that the when the friend walks out, when the posh a uh, party guy walks uh, out in the yard. Sean walks out. Um, man, that's gross. <laughs> the quick, the, man, that is gross. <laughs> the like the quickness of his rea- that we get of his reaction to is so smart. Like he's he sees the hand and then it's just it's quick look at his face and him backing Ooh. away slowly. It's like half of a second and then <laughs> yeah. on to the next one. I love too when he meets all of his victims at the porn theater and <laughs> the first guy's like, Yeah, fuck you, you killed me, your wicked side. And then the couple's like, Oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And they're like smiling. They're like so <laughs> Harry, friendly. Harry and I, I can't remember her name. <laughs> they're like brainstorming ways for him to kill himself. Yeah. In the least, in they the were most so cute. Effective way. It's so good. That's yeah, so the, it was the uh the homeless guys that were like, not pleased to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great twist also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the homeless guy. I wonder if they shot a longer scene for that because it's... They did. Yeah, it's funny how it just it's just three dudes sitting on like lawn chairs and then it mm-hmm. cuts and they're dead. There was apparently a very gruesome, obviously, yeah. a very gruesome scene shot of them being murdered and test audiences were like, no. Because they're too sympathetic of characters. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. There was a, this is, this is like a, it's an interesting time, 1981. Like apparently people were not down. Test audiences were not down for more gore, more extreme. God, I'm surprised that car crash scene made the cut then. Man, that is, it is so shocking to the mm-hmm. point where I was laughing because it was just so shocking. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's it nuts. I, I, I had, Jesus Christ. I had no memory of it. I had no memory of it like being blocked it out. what it was. Yeah, because it's horrific. Yeah. I mean, because it's just, it's like, you know, if you have three things to illustrate that, like, <laughs> this is madness, right? There's a, yeah. a creature, uh, in the streets and then it goes on for three more and then probably like and i didn't count but it's just like <laughs> one after the other just <laughs> yeah. more and more gross like right it starts out with the one person like just getting run over right yeah like I falling off their motorcycle yeah and yeah. then yeah uh-huh. and then it's like oh god people flying out of windshields and getting their heads run over by other cars and the wolf barely has anything to do with any of this he's just kind of walking down the street at this point and well that's the joke, right? Yeah. Is that it's just yeah, but chaos around him. The police officer getting crushed, like it's just so over the top. <laughs> I do it's... love when he bites the head off the detective guy and just throws his head. And that is really walking. great. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, um. Oh, go ahead. The zoo. Oh yeah. So kind of waka waka. It's pretty waka waka, but in my opinion, it's like it's nearly European. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. He wakes up naked in the wolf enclosure at the zoo in London. I took so many photos. Um, it's awesome. It's great. I love. I love. I love this. He makes like he makes kind of a kind of a joke to the wolves before climbing out of the enclosure. Uh huh. Then we are treated to a thoroughly waka waka Monty Python esque sequence of of uh, hilarity that I think works. I think it, I think every bit of it works. Yeah, he hides in a bush <laughs> to steal a balloons from a balloons. child, which is so <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the kid's like, "Why would you tell me you're gonna steal?" <laughs> Oops. You're gonna steal something from me, um, and and our light just went out. I know it's coming back on. Hold on. Uh, then him, the scene of him just running by the people on the park bench and stealing a jacket with the squeaking <laughs> of the balloons going on. So, I think I love it because it's funny and it's quick. Like it's not lingering comedy. Like it doesn't seem to be trying too hard to me. It it, it actually like does everything with yeah. interesting cinematography and yeah. and a a pace um and it's, then it's pretty brief scene like it it's is pretty brief. brisk yeah. and then it, until they get to where he's standing in line yes which is which i love dudes. which which is your favorite pair of shoes ellen because <laughs> i always think of this <laughs> i've never thought of that because i am always thinking about the coat mm. Oh yeah, the coat is cute. Whatever boots were had those jeans tucked into them were my favorite. There was a uh, <laughs> someone was wearing a black trouser with pinstripes um, that were a little too long over a pair of oxfords that I thought were so 
the whole look. Like, I just, I wanted to see the rest of the look so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think at that point, I'm still back kind of laughing at when the little boy goes up to the woman who may or may not be his mother and says, a naked, a naked man American. stole my balloons. And she, and she goes, what? Like the way she <laughs> a says naked it American. So <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. What? Naked, what? That's really good. I may or may not have watched that part over and over again. <laughs> I love that. I do love it. Uh, Jenny Agater is also really great in this movie. Um, I buy all of the, a lot of times in movies like this, I don't buy the, the over the over sexual, uh, female character because it's usually mm. just like an excuse to get her naked. And it's, it's gross in this. I just buy it. And maybe it's because David Don is so cute, but she's just like in control of every situation. She's also just like, yeah, I'm just, I think you're hot. Like, yeah. do you want to do you want to sleep with me? <laughs> and also her interactions at the hospital <laughs> with that uh -huh. kid that only says no mm. are delightful. And I hate kids. Yeah, she's waiting for those orphans to die. Yes, but that when she <laughs> says, like, "Have you ever this. been severely beaten about the face and ne the head yeah. and neck?" Yeah, <laughs> she's a little dark. So she's attracted to the werewolf. Uh, but she's, she's she's smart, and I mean, th there's yeah, there's no mistaking, you know, that there's something going on. Yeah, with Miss with Nurse Price. I love the scene when they're there. He's finally out of the hospital and she's like, you're going to stay at my place. There's such a shorthand for them getting to know each other is the scene where they're surrounded by these like London punk people on the train oh. and they're mm -hmm. standing and he's and, making the face. Yeah. And they look, they give a good look to each other and it's just like such a little really good way to develop a kinship between these two characters that we really don't know at all at this point. We don't know her and yeah. Yeah. So it's like a really great little moment. Their chemistry is exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. It, when he's, so they're, you know, they're like about to kiss or whatever, uh, or they did already. And he's, she says, I find you very attractive and a little bit sad. Mm -hmm. And he says, go on. And she starts going like, <laughs> well, I've had seven lovers in my life. And like just going into her whole history. So weird and good and just awkward. And then, he's, then she says, perhaps you'd like to watch telly while I take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just feels very real and smart. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, like Eric, like you're mentioning, it doesn't have that sort of um, immediacy where it's just like, why, why are they doing that besides like just to get laid? You know, there's, there's a little bit more going on there, but of course she's nursed him in the hospital. So there's time to have the characters kind of grow together. Like right away, you feel like the zing between them when she feeds him when yeah. he doesn't want to eat. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's nice. And it, it, I mean, she reads to him. Yeah. Yeah. It happens <laughs> fast, but I think that you, are allowed to appreciate and care about nurse price. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's something that I think is often missing in uh, horror movies in particular, when there's the love interest, you 
aren't supposed to care. You're not supposed to care about the woman. We can say that. No. And you, well, you're not supposed to care about, about anyone except for the final girl. And you're also th- these, these women that engage in sexual activity. Uh, right. Yeah. You're doomed. Well, yeah. the, it's not even the doom. It's the, it's the lack of agency. It's the oh, fact yeah. that they are just sexual. Like they are, they're meant to be nude at some point and to mm-hmm. please um usually an annoying man yeah and in this situation he's cute he's likable and she's way smarter than him yeah and it's all she is always she's always aware that she's way smarter than him and he is also aware that she's way smarter than him like she's out of his league in this way mm. Uh, but she's she's drawn to his helplessness, uh, which is also ironic because he becomes a literal man-eating monster. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows he's Jewish. Which is hilarious, too. I love this. Yeah. Like, the, the, the Jewish element yeah. of this is so interesting. Yeah. Um, it's because I, I don't... It's, it's... Is it unnecessary... Kind of, but it is also like a perfect, like just like the nightmare, the the nightmare of the of the is Nazi stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, There's, I don't know if they were trying. I I just take it as like she looked at his dick. Oh no, she did. Well, uh, no, that's that was game. yeah. The other the yeah. other nurse <laughs> checked and she saw the visuals. Irony of ironies: David Naughton is not circumcised. Oh. So there were. <laughs> How do you know that? You did you zoom in? It's on the IMDb trivia. Uh, <laughs> wow! Because wow. somebody zoomed in. He is not circum. No, he's he. David Naughton had. Uh, he was like, if you're gonna show my dick in this movie, John Landis, I'm not circumcised, and a big part of this is that I'm Jewish. Oh, weird. And yeah. John was like, no one's gonna notice. <laughs> and we and, and he didn't. He, he, Y'all motherfuckers didn't think gay people were alive or existed at all. <laughs> and that Someone we weren't did. gonna Enhance. stare. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <coughs> That's really funny. But yeah, it's it's he's I find it all so believable in so many ways that they have a romantic relationship that works that way. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. she's a nurse. She's she is a caregiver. He is in need of care. He is constantly his his uh damage is evolving every day. <laughs> they're both single, which is a huge and red they're flag both for both. Beautiful. Of them. They are both. So, speaking of, is it time for pick, pick your poke? poke. <laughs> I think I know yours probably. Oh, it's David Naughton. Yeah, mine too. He's obviously. he's crazy dreamy. Yeah, it's like a, this is like a porn of him too. True. Although the uh, I big shout out to the Scotland Yard agent who doesn't know how to tie his eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he was mine. He at was first. super adorable. He's really cute. Yeah, his little sl- waka, like waka waka. Yeah. Um. Uh, I always love Griffin Dunn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, He's really cute. But is it like? Bones Griffin <laughs> or just like lacerated <laughs> Griffin Dunn. Is it naughty? I mean, is I, it naughty? Nina? I gotta I gotta go with Griffin Dunn. Um, but I did um have like a weird child crush on David Naughton before American Werewolf in London came out because of making it. 
Uh, Making it. I had that. Making I had the, it. I've got the chance. I'm, I'm taking it. it. Yeah. That was I, I had like, the seven inch of that. Oh, so great. So bad. Yeah, so David good. Knox, I have never, I haven't seen it since the, it was on TV. Um, have you ever watched it again? No. I can't even like. Did I would watching, love to. watching him slowly become a werewolf ruin the crush you had on him? Because <laughs> I could see why that would happen. No. Oh. <laughs> it made it better. The... I was just excited to see him because, you know, two years later, like, ooh, there he is. There's he is. that cute man from yeah. making it. He is really good in this. <laughs> he lost his Dr. Pepper uh, endorsement. <laughs> He was the doctor. Right. I drank Dr. Pepper, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's the original taste that I love so. He yeah. lost it because of this movie. The taste is making peppers nudity. everywhere you go. Wow. John Landis actually cast him because he saw him in that Dr. Pepper commercial. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> that I'm, I'm a pepper. He's, he's a, a pepper, pepper. She's a, a pepper. pepper. We're some peppers. Would you like to be a pepper, <laughs> too? Pepper too? Be a pepper. Drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, and this is my favorite, my wow. favorite bit of trivia that I read. <laughs> um, after filming was completed, the whole crew danced in a circle around David Naughton, who is still in his werewolf makeup <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> singing i'm a werewolf you're a werewolf would you like to be a werewolf too <laughs> <laughs> that's great wow. wow and i wish there was footage of that yeah. i would <laughs> that'd be so amazing really i feel funny. like i know zero trivia about this film which seems kind of weird but i'm entranced by the trivia that you are delivering to me tonight. it's all pretty great <laughs> i love it it makes me love it even more it's not trivia, but it's the greatest use of Bad Moon on the Rise by Creedence Clearwater and Moon Dance by Van Morrison. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> it was, they were trying to use a, a Yusef Islam song. They were trying to use a Cat Stevens song, and he said no because the thing was so violent. Oh, and yeah. The song they were using was about uh, dis bodily dismemberment. Uh, so. Huh. Thanks, Cat. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. That's something that I would hate now is if every song in a movie about a werewolf had a moon had moon in it. But it works so nicely in this. It's just such it's a cute detail in this. Yeah, totally. It's great. And silly. When was Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon? When did that come out? And is it about this movie? Does it have any relation? I don't think so. That's an earlier that's Got to be earlier, right? I was thinking if it was. Oh, it's nineteen seventy-eight. No yeah. So. Oh. Three so why wasn't it in this movie? Did it inspire this well, movie? I don't know what that song's about, but the first werewolf movie is is Werewolf of London. Yeah. Oh. What the first movie? Yeah, the first werewolf movie. Oh, it's called Werewolf of London. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. Is it that. Werewolf of London or the Wolfman of London? Oh, right. I don't know. Oh, I think it's Wolfman of London. Yeah. Oh, okay. No? No, it's Werewolf of London. Yeah. It's Werewolf of London. That's the first werewolf movie ever? As far as I know. Wow. Okay. 1935. Have you seen it? No. I have, I have not. Huh. I should have. I did a bunch of werewolf research a couple of years ago. 
Yeah. Like you do. As one does. I meant to research Warren Zevo and what that was, but I guess that's it. We covered it. Um, this is our <laughs> so this is our second John. We don't Landis. know any trivia about Warren Zevon. <laughs> we didn't do any research. This is our second John Landis movie that we've done. I was looking at his right. credits, and there's like still a few that I feel like we might end up doing at some the, point. The Squatch or whatever. What's that? Huh? John huh? Landis movie. The Squatch. The Scratch. So the, the Rick Baker. He did it with Rick Baker before. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know that. Oh, is it well, a short? Oh, I don't know. Oh, wait. Uh, I have not seen that. I do know what you're talking about, though. Uh, It's on Plex. um, So we could watch it. But no, we did Into the Night, um, which is... Oh, yeah. Landis. um, I think I had some of the same, like, like my Landis issues persist. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's not... feel weird about that. He's not entirely for you, but he's not entirely not. (laughs) <laughs> right right it's yeah. uh it's complicated because he's part from, between me and and john landis yeah he just embodies so many kinds of humor that don't hit with me but then for whatever reason it just ends up just working yeah Schlock. but i'm aware he's it's, good at it it's a lot he's also he's especially at this time he's surrounded by frank oz and and george lucas and joe dante and like mm-hmm. that whole crew of matinee kids like who really know how to do these things like they they all figured it out they all they i'm are they all roger corman the mm-hmm. children of roger corman I think so. I think they are. So they all cut their teeth in that way. Um, oh, Roger Corman. Oh, what a. We, maybe Yeesh. we have. To, we should do a Roger Corman. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be really fun. <laughs> Is the John Landis thing that you were hoping we get to thriller? Yes. Oh, I was yeah, definitely yeah. hoping that we would just watch the thriller video. Uh oh. Um, which was a huge deal to me as a kid and to many people. Um, well, you you did give a shout out to Kentucky Fried Movie. I did, and I always yeah. will. <laughs> I didn't realize that was him. Interesting. Even Amazon Women on the Moon. My last note is that naughty Nina scene. Oh God! <laughs> where it's like a movie star being interviewed, but in like a sassy, modely kind of way, and. She's like, I've done like several films. The ones I regret the most are among the first. Yeah. Is her weird ass line. And I was like, what does that mean? It means she made pornos before she became a movie star. Okay. I, the, this was a joke that I didn't get when I was a kid, but I get now that it's, it's, it's just a send up of British tabloid media. Okay. Where they talk to, you know, they do salacious interviews with, with actors and actresses and, so, is it a page six girl or a page three? I can't remember what page it, it uh, was. Six. Page right? six. Huh. I don't, don't quote me on that. Danny? Danny. <laughs> Where are we? Right. What page it's, are we on? We need help. <laughs> and then they, they finally stopped doing that. But surprisingly recently, in the context of the history of page six mm. gals. What's page six? Mm. Like the porn... Page. It was like the pinup girl. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, huh. Samantha Fox was a page six girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. Okay. 
this orgy poster in the subway <laughs> like that's not a thing that would really be in 70s london is it oh probably like it's like naked girls on the big poster <laughs> it's just boobs <laughs> yeah see you next wednesday <laughs> that's a weird name for it is so porn. funny <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> oh my god it's so crazy too that this is probably the easiest minute maxes we've ever done i feel like we all just covered it so easily because not a lot happens in this movie but it doesn't get boring the it's just so simple they just it's it's done well and it's done efficiently like it's not yeah. there's no meandering scenes there's no it doesn't drag ever no it's, it's so just like a bang bang entertaining movie. The whole way through. I didn't get bored a single time. Yeah. It's awesome. It's an hour and a half. It's great. It's movie length, as Ellen said. <laughs> <laughs> it's movie length. Um Yeah. I've I've I have no other no, I have nothing further, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, uh and we don't have any links to do. Yeah. Because we are moving forward to Heart to Heart Holiday Edition. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ellen, do you know what we're going to do first? Did we talk about um, it at all? Yeah. Yes. But now I'm scrambling to remember the exact name of the episode. Is it My Heart Belongs to Daddy? That is the Thanksgiving <laughs> is that the one? one? I think it is. <laughs> so what, is it Boat Bomb? Yeah, Boat Bomb. <laughs> boat Bomb. Weird, kind of boring, <laughs> meandering episode. Because... Yeah, my heart. The other one with the dad is the Nazi one. Right? Am I confusing them or is that all the same episode? Aren't they the same? Oh wait. No, you're right. My heart belongs to daddy is the Nazi one. But they're all the same, right? I think it's all the same. (laughs) But we're doing the Thanksgiving one. Which I think it's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Nazi. One? Oh, is it a Nazi too? Because they go home to have Thanksgiving with him, the even though long, it's clearly like summer. Oh, or long lost love. Is long lost love is boat bomb. Yeah, boat bomb Thanksgiving. That's the Thanksgiving one. Yeah, boat bomb. It's a World War II <laughs> nurse. So our heart doesn't belong to Daddy. Next week, we are going to long lost love, heart to heart. Uh, yeah. Wait, let me. Um, we're doing holiday edition. Specifics. It was murder. Holiday edition. Now I'm confused. Which <laughs> one is Thanksgiving? The long lost love. Long lost love. Are we sure? Yeah, because they go to her dad's house, Jennifer's dad's house for Thanksgiving, and there's just like this random woman there the whole time. And then, like, <laughs> then they right. sit down at Thanksgiving at the end. And it's like Thanksgiving is barely a part of the of the episode. It's just like right at the end. But it is like the, there's only the one episode where they talk about Thanksgiving, right? I and think that's, that's the only one, yeah. Because my heart belongs to Daddy. They're in her. Is isn't it like at the horse ranch where Jennifer grew up? Yes. And they get in the car wreck, and then there's like the, the like Nazi museum that they end up at. <laughs> <laughs> World War Two museum. That is a funny ass episode. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what, wild. what fucking season was this? Was it season five? Uh, season five, episode Long eight. Long Lost Love, season yeah. five, episode eight. Uh, Heart to Heart, directed by Karen Arthur, our friend, 
and that's what we're doing. It has there. been excised from uh, all of the streaming things. Let me find where we can stream it. Tubi. Although I hope that if you're, if you're still listening, <laughs> that you've already purchased your Heart to Heart DVD collection. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, are we, we're doing a month of holiday episodes, right? We are. We're doing a month. Of, we're going to take... December. We're taking the whole month to celebrate the hearts celebrating yeah. holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least we're delighted at that thought. I am. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, uh, I think know about some, listener. I think some, I think listener <laughs> would also like this. Yeah. We're getting back to our roots. We are, which we with frequently... a holiday flair. <laughs> take little sojourns from yeah we yeah. do and i think i'll come to work next time oh you're gonna show up oh yeah i think i will okay i took tonight off but i think <laughs> i kind of did too yeah I one think sick I'll leave oh we're all <laughs> roll on in you we're know. all doing what we're doing it's fine uh so this episode is on youtube uh on <laughs> classic tv rewind backwards and upside down it, and in a weird possibly state. uh yeah i mean all of the streaming services seem to have gotten rid of heart to heart they're they're trying oh my gosh i think that it's they are so brief so I brief i bet, it's, I bet it's i'm on taking daily this motion. personal i'm taking it personal i think that they're trying to stop us and i want you to know <laughs> well, they won't stop that us. we will not be stopped no yes stop stopping if you can't find it streaming you can find it at scarecrow.com you can rent the dvds of heart to heart or if you have a local video store they might have it as well um, but Scarecrow.com, I know they have them, and you can rent them from them. <laughs> I swear to God, too, I, I always think about this and think it's just insane, because we knew it was going to go up on Amazon at, yeah. towards the end of watching all of them. And I checked it before we started recording, and it wasn't on Amazon. And then I checked it after we recorded the last episode, and it was. Yeah, They uploaded Heart to Heart to Amazon the moment we finished podcasting about it. It absolutely felt like that. That's, and it wasn't very far off. Yeah. You know? It was yeah. within, it, I think it was within a week, right? No, it was the, it was same the day. moment. It was the same day? Yeah. It was, oh, I checked before that day before we started recording. I checked Amazon to see if it was up. It wasn't. After we finished recording, I checked and it was up. And I, that seems so fake, but I, that's it. That definitely happened, which just seems fucking crazy. Bezos, you cannot stop us. We will yeah. not. We will not be stopped by your petty, stop by your rockets, and your giant arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, your now giant arms. Maybe Human Girl is a listener, and your evil laugh. Um, yeah. We have ways. Does he have an evil laugh? Oh Does my he? god, you haven't seen that video. No. No. Well, I'll send it to you. It'll be fun for oh, you. Oh, I don't want to look at him. No. I don't want to look at him. Mm. It's like, yeah, really evil. Oh. Lis listener, we love you. Uh, Thanks, listener. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, tune in next week for Heart to Heart, yeah. Season 5, Episode 8, Long Lost Love. Send us Minute Maxes Which of Long Lost Love. Will, oh wait, no. This episode that we're talking about now will be out on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so... If you you'll have nostalgia for Thanksgiving next week <laughs> and listen to us talk about <laughs> the week after. Yeah. Nailing it. Totally. Everything we just described points out how we almost <laughs> nail it. I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my well. God. 
Well, we're just un- we're untethered since we wrapped up all of the episodes and all of the movies. You know, we're just figuring it out. We're yeah. just exploring. Yeah. My my brain right now is the end of American Werewolf in London. It's just car crashes Boop. of it's multiple shot. varying degrees of violence and gore. Uh, usually I would say please rate and review us but uh, maybe wait until next week and (laughs) uh, wow oh shit I know oh my god I'm about to pass out Uh I need to eat food so bad thank you for listening follow us on Instagram at it was murder pod follow us on Twitter at it was murder pod if you want to email us please do and you can do that at it was murderpod at gmail.com. Have you ever been a werewolf? Have you ever seen a werewolf? What's your favorite werewolf movie? What's your favorite? What are yours, y'all's favorite werewolf movie? Just a quick coda. Definitely this one. This one? The Wolfman. The Wolfman. Oh, wow. What's yours? Uh, mine's Mike Nichols' Wolf. Mm. No, I, I, I'm totally kidding. Oh. It's American Werewolf in London. <laughs> mine's, a, mine's just a... Edged out American Werewolf in Paris. Is mine's mine's uh, Andy Warhol's Meat for Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, I love that <laughs> film too. It's a great Amazing one. film. You can't really see it uh, unless yeah. you know some really scary people, but you can get the soundtrack. Yeah. I can't believe I space on Meat for Wolfman. I mean, come and on. I should clarify Wolfman 1941, not Wolfman 2010. That I haven't <laughs> seen 2010. <laughs> not Benicio I'm not Del saying Wolfman. that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be better. I just have not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I hope that our, our favorite little miniature wolf is uh, <laughs> <We're really laughs> happy in, in heaven. <laughs> Good night, Freeway. Oh. <laughs> Good night, Freeway. We love you. <laughs> oh, we're wrapping up Spooky Edition, too. This is the end oh, of Spooky Edition. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That, it was like a, a mixed bag. It was a mixed bag. Mixed bag. It was mixed nuts, definitely. It was a stumbling, yeah. I feel good that I pulled back the reins on my links and we're wrapping up with two films that I actually really love, even though tonight I couldn't talk about it at all. But I still (laughs) feel like I righted the ship. Yeah. That's all I have. Yeah, compared to Return to Oz and Craft Legacy. We really righted ourselves. (laughs) From our humble beginnings. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start taking offense to y'all talking so much shit about Craft Legacy. <laughs> I know it was Kmart queer. Kmart queer. But <laughs> I was very happy that we watched it. I, I was happy Me to too. see it. Yeah. When will we ever get to watch Ghost Story? Uh, well, if I ever get my way. And have my own season of Chain Reaction. And Ghost Watch. <laughs> Since I mean, Memnock hates me. <laughs> I know, I almost got it. Yeah, you got one pick this season. I did. Wow. I mean, I'd give you a season. And it was Jack's back. Jack's back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Proving that, that you can't be trusted with one. <clears throat> this is true. What's our least favorite thing, though? Do, that we collectively, do we have a collective least favorite that we watched this season? This season? Yeah. Does it start with night, not Nightbreed? Does it start with Quan, um, <laughs> and then with Tum Leap, <laughs> the Quantum Leap episode, because it was so promising, it could have been so good, but it was just like, oh, 
Look, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, no, it's. That's, I don't blame you for no, that. No, I don't either. Bad. Because that's part of the, that's the nature of uh, of chain reaction is we're gonna watch. Right, we are quantum leaping. We are quantum leaping, and we're gonna get some bad. And just realize, I'm like, oh my god, Jack's back. Yeah, we have to pre- <laughs> we have to pretend like we're into this movie. <laughs> do no, we know? You don't. don't no one ever like has to pretend that they are into anything. <laughs> I kind of did with the craft legacy because I felt bad because it's such a new thing that like I didn't want to shit talk it completely. Oh, that was we we can acknowledge that was challenging for us. And we did talk about it afterwards that we it was hard for us to bag on something. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I don't like nobody wants to hurt people's feelings. I love talking shit, but I don't like hating on stuff. Not when it's so much. I don't like talking shit when it's mean. I like (laughs) talking shit when it's fun. Yeah. And it's hard to do that about certain things. (laughs) <laughs> that's the biggest I mean, shit i talked about it <laughs> and then we felt like we were very mean about craft the legacy am i saying it right the craft the craft the, the legacy craft, the, the craft, craft legacy. legacy the craft okay legacy, sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so few words yet i got can get them so wrong every single time um but i wonder i haven't listened to that episode so i ha- i would have to wonder if we really sound if we yeah like like mean girls yeah, I wonder. Oh, well, it's happened. It's out there. Yeah. Much like spooky season. And who knows where we're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. We're going back to heart to heart. Yeah. Safe and sound. For four episodes. Back to our <laughs> car with a bed on it. We're, oh, my goodness. So cozy. I'm very excited about this. I, I It struck me. Um, it struck me earlier today that we get to do Tis the Season for Murder. Uh, at some point during yes. this holiday season, amazing! That's gotta yeah. be our I'm so excited. <laughs> That'll probably so be our legit good. Christmas episode. I'd, yeah, I think. yeah, totally. Yay! All right, Exciting. I'm gonna go uh, choke on some chicken tikka masala. <laughs> good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one it's gone and through them true. Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on.